Stella Belafonte here, and thank you for joining me at my table on this Tuesday for another tasty top pick. We're going to have an appetizer because I'm greedy. Then there's the main course, which is what brought you here in the first place. And we'll end things with a sweet dessert. Boy, have I ever. I hope you're hungry. Enjoy. Hey, hey, tasters, Stella Belafonte here, and welcome to a Tasty Topic Tuesday, a very tired table for one. Yes, I am tired. Like my homeboy said, I'm all fed it out. I have been partying all this Labor Day weekend, so I've been to soak a brainwash for all of my tasters who are not from New York City. Or not of Caribbean descent, which I'm not either. I'm American, 100% American, as American as apple pie. But I party with my peoples from the Caribbean, being from Brooklyn. So I guess that makes me a Caribbean queen by default. But anyway, I went to soak a brainwash. It was a beautiful experience. The theme this year was a journey to India. So every year, soak a brainwash has a theme. And I didn't adhere to the theme. Oh, I was dressed to kill, but I wasn't dressed for curry and chutney. But the people who did come out dressed, according to the theme, it was a sight to see. Oh, it was gorgeous. First of all, the entire arena, La Mirage, Brooklyn, New York, shouting them out because it's such a beautiful setup. It was decorated so nicely. It had it, it felt like being at a giant Indian wedding like I've seen footage from Indian weddings and the only thing that was missing was the elephants walking through the crowd that's how gorgeous it was the women were actually in Indian garb and it wasn't cultural appropriation not by any means this was first of all let's talk about the history of the Caribbean you've got people of Indian descent with natural Indian blood in Jamaica Guyana for damn sure Guyana is like shit 90% 90% East Indian, Trinidad. So it's not cultural appropriation at all. This is, you know, most people from the Caribbean grew up around people of Indian descent, which, you know, they call coolies or whatever and Douglas. You can look all that shit up. I ain't got time for them politics. But let's just say everybody looked fucking amazing. The women came out wearing saris, like all the Indian garb, all the headpieces. One of my homegirls had on the gold had jewelry, they had henna tattoos. Oh, even the men, oh, the men came dressed to the nines with the Indian attire and everybody just looked so beautiful. So I really enjoyed that. And then uh, yesterday on Labor Day itself, I went to a party in the streets sponsored by Kokomo Restaurant. Yeah, Kokomo is my spot. I ain't gonna lie to you all though. I was a little disappointed. I thought the Kokomo restaurant was black owned. Yeah, that's Kokomo in Brooklyn. They had this beautiful festival in the streets, a whole block party. And um, at one point it started to rain really hard. So my cousin, Silky Slim and I thought we was going to get a table inside the actual restaurant. They were like, no, you had to have reservations or whatever. And um, they said, oh, here's the owner right here. And it was not what I was expecting. It was like, okay, um... Where's my 
dark knight in shining armor because this man is clearly a white man you know and it, it kind of like it's like damn now tasters in your opinion is that cultural appropriation my cousin and myself spoke about that um you got these restaurateurs opening these restaurants and especially in new york with these caribbean and soul food themes and the, the menu is soul food down and ribs and biscuits and jerk chicken and oxtails and then when you see the owner it's like well hello dan how are you, Bob? Like, shit. <laughs> but as far as um, that, it was still a great time. DJs were excellent. Played soca, armor, beat, reggae. The Afro beats is taking over, and I love it. Only thing, you know, they could have had a little trap. You know, I am. I, I call myself a trap and soca junkie. You know, if, that, if you can blend the two. It's a fusion of likes for me right now. But I'm into this Afro beats. Like, Burner Boy... Ooh, tasters, my ladies. What y'all think about Burner Boy? I love his energy. I love his style, his swag. We gonna have a um tasty topic about that too. I'm crushing on a type right now that's outside of my norm. And um, if you all have ever read the book, The Art of Seduction, my type that I'm crushing on right now from a distance and afar, I like what you call dandies. I'm so serious. Not sassy boys. I ain't talking about sassy boys from my last episode walking around with attitudes and wanting to get treated like bad bitches. No. But I'm into this look. A lot of the Afrobeats guys got this look. You know where they not afraid to like throw on a pocketbook and wear a bunch of jewelry and Little colors in their hair. When I say colors, let's go for blonde. Blonde and maybe red. I ain't talking about blue and purple and pink, but like wild shades and all type of loud name brands and maybe even a purse or two, you know, a little pocketbook, a little Louis bag. I like this shit. It's just something exciting. Look, even down to the nail color. And you know what I like about this generation of men that's like that? Like they Again, the art of seduction would call them dandies. To me, that's the most masculine because they'll tell you, you know, don't come for my masculinity. I'm a fucking man. I ain't gay. And look, I ain't no homo. None of it. Yeah. It don't remember tasty topics. I, 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 I shoot straight from the head. I don't miss my words. You know, these young men will tell you, um, yeah, I ain't about that life. I, I just like to dress up. And you know what? I guess that's not so far removed. From what I'm into. Because you know what I have always enjoyed? Speaking of the Caribbean again. I've always loved a man who wasn't afraid to put on a costume. Oh my goodness. I love a man who loves to fet. Like soca junkies. A man that could put on a costume and play mas. Now that's the ultimate turn on. Look you want some wet panties from me? Be big and strong and sexy, tall, black and lean, and put on a costume with the headdress and, and, and some feathers and some paint. And I love you. I love you bad, real bad. But back to the events. They had a jerk machine outside making jerk chicken, jerk pork. And you know what? My jerk pork wasn't the best. This is my second experience in a row this weekend with bad jerk pork. I think I'm just going to do what my cousin says and stop ordering pork products outside or at least not from a jerk grill or whatever. If it ain't a sit down restaurant of pork that I made myself, I'm going to stop eating it. Or maybe I need to stop eating pork altogether. That's another story. And shout out to Tahoe. 
from Tahoe TV. If you're not following Hard Assault Podcast, Shameless Podcast, Situationships, my man Tahoe TV, you need to. Because Tahoe was out there with his beautiful lady making pineapple drinks. You know, the, the pineapple cocktails made with the real pi- um, pineapples, courtesy of his brand, Pineapple Express BK. So that's Tahoe TV, Pine- Pineapple Express. Well, look at me. I'm stuttering. I'm still boozy. The heaviest, juiciest, sweetest pineapples ever. Yeah, that's my appetizer. Let's talk about Tahoe's pineapples. Big juicy and he fills them up with fruit he and his lady they had blackberries raspberries strawberries sliced pineapple and what i liked is all of his assistants and um bartenders were giving out sliced pineapples while you waited for your drinks so i had a henny colada when i tell you i was buzzy oh yes so i enjoyed my Good time and my Caribbean experiences on this tasty Tuesday. So that's my appetizer. So I'm sitting here. It's nice and rainy. I got things to do in a couple of hours. I sure would rather stay home, but I'm not going to stay home. So let's get into my, my health and wellness and my mentals. As far as my health and wellness, I got an acupuncture appointment lately. If you all have not gotten into acupuncture or experienced it, that has been the only thing that has helped me with this beat up, broken down body. I mean, even though I feel like I'm 25 tasters, I'm not, I'm 45. And, um, yeah, my check engine light comes on early when I dance, um, when I stand up too quick. So the acupuncture really helps with all of the kinks and the aches and the pains. So I'm thinking today when I go to my acupuncture appointment, what I like is, oh, follow garden acupuncture in Brooklyn. They're beautiful facility. They accept most insurances and you won't even have a copay depending on your insurance. But the facility is gorgeous. The staff treats you wonderfully. They make you feel so comfortable. That's garden acupuncture. But today I think I'm going to focus on, um, I'm having an issue with the vertigo still. That's really something that I've gotten used to, but I don't like it. I've never had vertigo before. And with this condition, it seems to be, I don't know if it's permanent. I have to talk to my doctor, but it comes and it goes. And when it comes again, it's like I got a roller coaster going on inside my head or merry-go-round. And it sucks. But when I'm good, I'm good. So I'm going to ask the acupuncture specialist today to focus on the vertigo symptoms and my regular normal kinks. But yeah, the acupuncture it takes care of everything, all your ailments. If you got issues with anxiety, even fertility, but I'm not going to promote them any further because that's not what I'm here for. But I do want to let you know that they are a good place. When I say not promote them any further, I don't want to talk about everything that they do and then just start going off the rails with it. If you're interested, you can go online. You can go on Yelp. You can just Google Garden Acupuncture Brooklyn and um, check them out. Check them out. See if they can knock out some of your aches and pains. So anyway, tasters, keeping it further in the Caribbean. Today's episode, I already got a title. Fucking in a Foreign Country, Part 2. And the reason being, y'all bitches is still out here fucking these foreigners. I can't believe it. So if you all don't know, There's a viral video going around featuring 
And we're going to call her feature because she might as well have been on Pornhub, X video. But instead, she has made it to the Twitterverse. She's made it to the Internet. Whoever this black woman is. Let me give you a backstory. Let's talk about the clip. Shared to me more than once is a clip of a black woman on one of these raft trips. You know, these excursions that they have on the island of Jamaica. An island that I already warned you all about as far as the men are concerned. She's laying on a raft, wiggling around like a snake. I mean, remember Kelly? Oh, Kelly said, move your body like a snake, Ma. You got music playing. And there is a man, a gentleman, not even a gentleman. This nigga's not a gentleman. It looks to be the, the cat that gives the ride, the raft excursion, laying on top of this woman who is clearly on an excursion trying to jam his soft jello pudding pop of a penis into her box while she is laying, wiggling on a raft. Mind you, you can't see this nigga's face, but you know whose face is fully exposed? Hers. And she blurts out. I started to play the audio, but I didn't want to um, slow myself down again. I got things to do today. You don't even need the audio. You can look it up because it's everywhere. And as he's laying on her, trying to jam his squishiness into her box, she's giving him directions. She goes, sir, sir, I said not inside. That fucked with me. You could at least use plastic. And that's the voice she's given. And then the video goes black. Tasters, tasters, tasters. I got so many issues with this whole video. First of all, I don't like the fact that her face and body was shown completely while this man's face was hidden. Is that just by chance? I don't think that was by accident. I feel like that was purposely done to embarrass or humiliate her. And um, now she is forever floating around the Twitterverse around social media, again, in a scene that could have been uploaded on Pornhub, ex-hamster or ex-video of you laying your desperate, greasy ass. Oh, let me tell you why she's greasy, too. We're going to get into that. Your desperate, greasy ass on a raft in Jamaica, allowing one of these motherfuckers to fuck you raw, and then calling him sir and directing him. That he could have at least used plastic. Yeah, okay. Let's go back to what I talked about in my original episode about screwing men in a foreign country. I don't do it. I don't do it. Um, And I have my reasons. If you want to know my reasons, you'll go back to the episode fucking in a foreign country. Me and my girl Lachey drop. So we're going to focus on this video. Um, She shouldn't have been out there like that, number one. Let's just talk about this whole desperate dick trip versus exotic romance what i saw in that clip was not exotic it was not sexy it did not remind me of how stella got a groove back she wasn't with some beautiful black gentleman with a foreign accent speaking sweet nothings into her ear she was with a nasty fuck laying on a raft in a swamp Trying to get fucked by men who couldn't even get it up. Raw. That is desperation. It is disgusting. 
And there's so much, again, with the climate that we're in right now, you got monkeypox going on. You got the COVID that ain't gone. And then I hear there's some new strain of herpes floating around. There was a nurse who posted a video about being able to catch the herpes now just from sharing hookah. Hookah with people. So in an environment like this, in these wild and dirty times that we living in, why as a woman would you carry yourself to a foreign country and offer your raw body up to a stranger that you do not know? Again, that is not an exotic romance. Okay, look, I'm not going to judge. Let's just say you happen to find exotic romance. Let me put myself in it. You know, I would fuck in a foreign country, some stranger that I don't know. But give me Ox. Remember Ox from Belly? And he had the big old mansion and all the money. You know, give me one of these Jamaican drug lords. Yeah, because Jamaican drug lords, they dope dealers get money. And they own acres and acres of land. And they have maid servants and butlers. And when you lay up in their mansions, they um you getting served fine wine and champagne and eating lobster and the best oxtail, okay? When you fuck niggas like that in a foreign land, you getting a whole ox. Okay, I ain't never met one, but I know they exist. And I feel like if you're going to be spread spreading your pussy around on these islands, then you need to be giving it up to men like that. But when you are from a foreign country, just letting one of these excursion dealers screw you in swamps, that is not exotic. That is a desperate dick trip that you're on. Another reason why I had so much issue with this video. We got to stop being so naive. Women, stop being such naive fools on these trips. If you are emotional and going through something where you feel like you desperate and searching for love, you need to get yourself together before you make it to islands like Jamaica. Get your mind right. Fix yourself because these men are going to take advantage of you. First and foremost, when I looked at that man in the video, he didn't look to be official. When I say official, most of these excursions, when they are official, the men given these trips have on company shirts, you see badges, you see name tags, company ID, everything looks good. You might have a woman or two around. There's usually a crowd, a group. When you end up off the beaten path on a raft with some man to my, yeah, 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 sister, and yeah, yeah, boss lady, you want to ride? Don't ride with him because you are definitely in the danger zone. Look, you in danger, girl. To allow yourself to be taken off the beaten path down some swamp land in Jamaica by a stranger who doesn't look official, you asking for trouble. Not saying that I wish any harm on women that do stupid shit like this, but if something does happen to you, you can't jump up in surprise. You can't do the OMG. You can't have the wide eyes or as my homegirl was telling me what, what the emoji is called, don't have the spiral eyes when something fucked up happens to your stupid ass laying on a raft. And another thing about um some of these men on these islands you got to be careful a lot of them are not even a part of any company and they are not selling excursions what they're doing is trying to feed themselves and they're stealing rafts that were abandoned even jet skis you got to be where these jet ski dudes you got dudes that have no license are not a part of any company they are not actual employees they just um run around on the beach picking up pieces um or throwaways you really have whole machines and raft 
they get thrown away. And what they're doing is they're stealing these things and they're hustling the women. They're hustling desperate women. Hey, boss lady, watch out for that boss lady shit. Because nine out of ten, especially in Jamaica, when there's some motherfucker on the beach calling you boss lady, not only is he trying to hustle you out your money with stolen equipment that doesn't belong to him or probably ain't even up to par, up to standard that you could get hurt on a lost and look, lost and seen. And he's hustling you out of your money and he's going to try to get his dick wet in the process. Process. And it's disgusting. So again, beware. Um, as far as the greasy shit, so one of the things that's going on with these excursions is a so-called massage. I ain't gonna lie to you. I plead guilty. When me and my girl Lachey went in Jamaica for my birthday in April, I wanted to take one of these excursions, but one of the legal ones, the official ones that I saw. It looked like a nice time. You know, the men give you these massages. It's supposed to be palm oil, I guess, or all of this, you know, these good potions and lotions while you're on the raft. But she pointed something out to me. She was like, nah, I'll pass. Those men, they get a little too frisky, actually way too frisky and they doing too much. And it goes past massage. There's no reason for these men. I wanted to do a topic about that too. These new massages that's damn near, um, these men are damn near sexing you. A man's hand during a massage should not be inside your thighs, should be nowhere near your, your vagina. His fingers shouldn't be inside of you. And that's the shit that's going on on these rafts, even with the official and um, licensed companies because what I see that these men are doing especially if you're alone when they are working with the companies they'll get you far away from the actual from the dock or the port where you all leave from and they'll try to get you alone and you and your girl or you and your friends and they'll try to do frisky shit because there's them men I don't care how poor they are what island they're on they are men they want to fuck and they're gonna get you to pay for it I'll be goddamn if I'm going to be on some foreign island in a foreign land paying some men to fuck me. And again, raw, come on, my lady tasters. We got to do better than that. We got to do much better than that. And let me tell you another issue I have with um, with these men on these islands. On these islands, excuse me, like I said, I'm tipsy, I'm still, I'm stuttering. Over the, the men on the island. Well, the men on these islands, um... Let's talk about Jamaica overall. Jamaica is a third world country. Let's, let's, let's not try to sugarcoat this shit, make it exotic and romantic. There's a lot of poor motherfuckers running around Jamaica. And I'm not talking about broke. In the United States, first world problems, we talk about broke men. And speaking of broke men, let me break it down. The difference between a broke man and a poor man. I was having a conversation with a girlfriend about this. You can fuck a broke man. That's your business. A man who is broke is broke because... He's fucking up his money. He has an income, but he might not be the best with it. He has an income, but that income might be very limited. Or what he chooses to do with his money is the reason why he's in the hole. That's a broke man. A poor man is a man who there is no evidence or proof that he even has an income. He is living um, hand to mouth, literally, maybe homeless, and just trying to eat and survive. You should not be allowing Poor men that stick their penises in you. Like I said, the difference between a poor man and a broke man is a thin line, but there is a difference. You should never be out here fucking poor men, especially on a foreign island in a foreign country that you are not familiar with. Another huge issue, again, that I had with this video is 
why were you alone? Why why are women so trusting? And the reason why I, I put money on the fact that she was alone, because I feel that if she was with friends, A, that recording wouldn't have been shopped around. Unless she was with your enemy, that recording wouldn't be all over the social media, all over the web. It would not be in the Twitterverse right now being shared thousands of times by um horny motherfuckers. You shouldn't be out on these excursions alone. Mind you, I went to Jamaica by myself. My very first time in Jamaica was alone, but I knew better. Jamaica is a very, very challenging, scary place to be as a woman alone. You know how they talk about countries where I didn't feel safe alone. I got to be honest with you. Jamaica was one of those vacation destinations where I always felt the need to be surrounded by people staying close to the resort or with a crowd of people. I remember being at a restaurant one night off the beach and it was like some hills have eyes shit. I'm sitting there at a table by myself eating and drinking and it was some motherfuckers peeking through the, um, like the, the window shades, like, yeah, yeah, come outside, come outside. And it just shook me. It's like, all you could see was eyes and fingertips through the shades and through the blinds of the restaurant. And they were trying to get me to come outside on a dark beach and it had to be close to midnight. And it was like, you ain't luring me outside so you can rob me, so you can attack me, so you can do anything that could cost me my life. But you got women especially women just flying in from the United States, going to Jamaica and screwing these men all willy-nilly. Let me tell you another thing that turns me off about Jamaica. And me and my girl was having a conversation about that while we were out there. I don't know if it's a poor man thing or if there's something in the water, but a lot of the Jamaican men are just so unsexy. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's not like Stella got a group back. These niggas are not Winston Shakespeare. It's a lot of jaundice in Jamaica. And I don't give a fuck who gets mad at me. I know um, the men, when they get here, don't look like that. So that might be like a vitamin deficiency in on the island. So, yes, I am using the term properly, jaundice. I'm looking it up right now. That's a medical condition where it causes yellowing of the skin or the whites of the eyes. So I notice in Jamaica a lot. It's a lot of jaundiced eyes, a lot of yellow-eyed, red-eyed men. And I don't find that attractive. And I'm going to be real with you, tasters. That's what these men are giving and these women are fucking when they're going on these desperate dick trips. And it, it I don't get it because I know too many good-looking Caribbean men and men of Caribbean descent right here in Brooklyn, New York, that you can fuck. And you don't have to go through all the motions. Because if sex is what you're looking for in romance, come to Brooklyn, baby. Come to New York City, period. They out here. At least you'll sit in a real restaurant and have a real drink with one of these West Indian men out here. And they ain't running around with jaundiced eyes. And they ain't trying to put you on rafts and rub you down and take your money from you. Because that's what the fuck is going on in Jamaica. And it's disgusting. Like, honestly, tasters, I was just... Excuse me, it's a little rainy and my, um, you know, low. I, 
allergies is acting up. You know, I got a little lick in me or whatever. But yeah, but that's what disappointed me. It's like, are you really that desperate for love, dick, and attention? Like, is your sense of self-worth so low, sis, that you would allow that? And then the, the fact that the dick was soft. I was talking to one of my homeboys about it. He said, yeah, at least if the nigga was on hard, it would have made more sense. Absolutely. And then you know what else fuck with me most? You got to look up this video. Again, like I said, it's all over the internet. You can find it anywhere on the web. You could probably just type American woman having sex on a raft. Um, American woman getting screwed in Jamaica and it'll pop up. It was the sir. That sir shit is just so sleazy and so slutty. Because I know when I call a man sir, I'm definitely flirting. I'm definitely being sleazy and slutty. <laughs> so um, if you hear Stella Belafonte refer to you as sir, huh, watch out. Because I'm definitely um got my eye on you and I'm watching. Like I said, I, I, I love I love who I'm with, but I ain't married. I still got eyes. So when I call you sir... That sir was earned. This sir in particular was not earned because this man that was laying on top of you, sis, this male, he was not a sir. He was a fuck dinker, a fuck boy, what they call a um a renegade, an island boy. He was disgusting, and only God knows what was going on between his legs. He probably had some shit going on that it could set your pussy on fire. And I'm just imagining. She had a nice little body, and she was all greased up, and he couldn't even get hard, raw. You know what that makes me think? Did he probably do this so much that he just wiped out, then jammed his raw dick, and so many women who are not from Jamaica just coming in desperately, laying on rafts, spreading it, what they said, laying it low and spreading it wide from him, and can't even get hard no more. So, again, why are we spreading it? For these strange men in these strange lands. And I can't even say we because I told you I've never done it. Yes, I have met men on islands that I connected with, got cool with, and let them wine and dine me. And we had fun, good, clean fun. And I may have went out to the island again and we reconnected. But I've never been to any island in day one, day two, day three of that trip. I'm just spreading myself open for one of the, the residents in a swamp, on a beach, in a hut. And yeah, let's talk about this beach shit. A lot of times these motherfuckers that um, are trying to hustle you for your money, they are damn near homeless. Some of them live on the beach. They live in homemade houses. They live together. And that's their hustle going out on the beach trying to get money out of women. Like, why would you... Why would you want to have that on you, near you, in you, just as a woman? I don't get it, and I'm not trying to get it. So, to end this, let's talk about, um, yeah, and, and, and even on TV, they romanticize the shit. Remember Girlfriends? How many of my tasters used to watch Girlfriends? Remember Lynn? She brought Bosco home. Remember she started dating that Jamaican Bosco who didn't want to do shit but just lay up in the house all day and not work? Whoever put those episodes together, they were on to something. Or they must have experienced that shit because that's what goes down. When you do meet these fucking po-ass men on these islands, leave them where the fuck they are. If you want to have a desperate dick trick and get into some romance with these niggas, do it there. 
leave them on their island. Like even the one or two that I've met on vacations, I've never entertained bringing them to the States unless they already have people here. Don't sponsor them. Don't marry them. Don't, don't carry them home. Leave them motherfuckers on the island. Don't be a Lynn. And oh my goodness, some of the stories that I hear about these women going to Jamaica, going over there, getting pregnant by these stupid motherfuckers, um, shitting in outhouses. I remember a woman years ago telling the embarrassed, and she wasn't embarrassed, telling a story about some poor dick that she was out there fucking. And she was so crazy about him that his family, mind you, he lived with his family and they didn't even have indoor plumbing and he had a shitting in the outhouse. That that you look that was happy happiness for you, sis. That dick was that good, sis. Had you shitting and pissing in the outhouse. I ain't never been in the outhouse in my motherfucking life. But all I can think about is Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica. When I think of Jamaica and shitting in the outhouse, all I can think of is Damian Marley. Welcome to Jamrock. There's nothing romantic. There ain't a dick on this planet so good to me that it could have me. Shitting in those type of conditions. Get yourselves together, ladies. Stop being fucking desperate. Stop being disgusting. Before you go to these islands, if your heart is lonely, get a toy. Get what's this this rose shit that everybody's promoting. Get one of the magic roses. Get one or two out before you go to these islands. Because if you are going to these islands with a swole up... um vagina and ready to pop i guess you would just allow some motherfucking broke ass um dread on the beach to just jam his dingling in you raw and then you pay for it i don't like it cut the shit so anyway i'm gonna end this um <laughs> rather nasty topic with a, i know you fucking lying to my own so let's take it back to my first time in jamaica in my Sophia Petrillo voice again. Picture it. Brooklyn, 2010. A young black girl in her early 30s, expressing her freedom, decides to take her first trip alone. Yeah, that's what I did. I had just gotten my passport. And I want to shout out my girl T. Williams. She was doing, she was a travel agent. It was a young woman that I went to high school at the time. Shout out again, my girl T. Williams sent me on my first trip alone. My first passport stamp by myself to the island of Jamaica. And it was a good time. Oh, I ate, I drank, I partied. Again, I made sure that I kept it close, stayed with people, partied with the staff on the resort. And, you know, went to the beach. So anyway... On like about my second day, we all went to, oh my God, Rick's Cafe. If you, any of you tasters have been to Jamaica, I know you know about Rick's Cafe. If you don't know about Rick's Cafe, get into it. That is one of the biggest excursions in Jamaica. So you get, so I was staying in Ocho Rios and Rick's Cafe is in Mo Bay, if I'm not mistaken. So anyway, Rick's is a day trip. It's an all-day affair. They got big bar, restaurant, um, everything. You, you got the men jumping off the cliffs, you, doing a diving or whatever. And they got beaches, beautiful beaches. And you're going to have these men running around flirting with you, trying to give excursions again, rides. So anyway, I'm going to call this man out because um, I'll never see him again. And... um. He's never going to hear this because I'm sure he doesn't listen to podcasts. So I was sitting on the beach by myself and 
Honestly, a real handsome Jamaican walked up to me. Actually, he was a pretty boy. I will I will say that. He was the exception to the poor motherfucker rule. He had really dark skin. Eyes were clear. Look, the whites of his eyes were clear. Look, curl to his hair. Nice, thick eyebrows, long lashes, slim like I like him. He was cute. He had on some nice specs, little good little shades. I'm like, oh shit, what American bitch bought him these shades? It was real nice. Nice little Ray-Bans. And um, he came and he sat next to me. He asked me my name. He started talking. He said, hey, you want to ride with me on a jet ski? I said, oh, fuck it. Why not? So he was, you know, I had a jet ski. And again, he looked, I was more trusting. I did. I felt like I could trust him because he was getting along with everybody on the island. He was talking to the staff that actually worked there, like serving the food and the drinks. And I'm like, I don't think this man is going to take me somewhere and try to, you know, tip me over or rob me for my money. I said, okay. So I got on the back of the jet ski with this man. He took me around the island in one big circle. We passed Hito. Ooh, that's another one I hope to have a top pick about. I've never been to Hito Resort, but Hito, man, um, that's the naked resort. And when we zipped around hedonism, there was a couple, a wrinkled white couple standing on the beach in front of the Hito sign. And it was an old wrinkled white man with his wrinkled white wife on her knees blowing him. They just, just was disgusting. It was just a sight to see. This white man had his hands behind his head, getting his dick sucked on the beach. That's, that's what I got to experience on my, um, jet ski ride. So anyway, he takes me on a jet ski and we just looking at the whole island, looking at the blue sky and the water, enjoying each other's company. And he brings me back. So he sits next to me on my beach blanket and he's flirting. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, um, what you doing later? I said, I don't know. I'll get into some things. He goes, um, take my number, take my number. So at that time, I think... I may have left my phone in the room. I think I'd taken to doing that because I promised myself I'm going to have fun. I'm going to be out here, not on my phone. I probably shouldn't have done that. But that's just what I was feeling back then. I said, you know what? I'm out here to party and have fun and not be on my phone. And mind you, 2010, social media wasn't even that crazy. There was no Instagram. Shit, people were Facebook only. And that was still pretty fresh. So I had a book. I was reading a book book matter of fact a book on jamaica called the book of night women oh look that book up oh my god tasters that is one of the wildest books it was about uh a uprising in Jamaica about a bunch of women who staged a, 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 a murderous uprising on the Jamaican plantation they was on, their sugar plantation back in the slavery days. So I had my book, I was reading on the beach. He said, Take my number. So he has a pen. I give him a pen. Tasters. Here's the I know you fucking lying for your ass. Fabian, because that was his name, puts the finger, the, the pen in between his index finger and his middle finger. And he started twisting his hand up like a pretzel or some shit. Started looking like he had an issue, like a paraplegic or something. I'm like, hey, what the fuck is wrong with this nigga? Tasters. No shit. He started writing like little X's and circles. I'm looking at this nigga like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm just watching him. I'm not saying nothing. So one of the staff 
at Rick's Cafe walks past with a platter of drinks. And he looks at him and he goes, yeah, hey, hey, man, ego, hey, friend, you need me to write your number? You need me to help you write it? He flipped out. He was so insulted. He goes, my name Fabian. I will never forget this as long as I live. Put his chest out. My name Fabian. I can write. Me need no help. Me need no help. I can write my number. Lies, tasters. This motherfucker could not write his number. And the man backed up. It was like, okay, boss, you got it. And I looked at him too like, okay, boss, you got it. I smiled at him, pretended to understand those squiggles and scratches that he had put down on the paper. And um, I kiki with Fabian until it was time to go. But tasters, once I left that part of the island, I ripped that number out of my book. This motherfucker couldn't read or write. And this is what these bitches are out here fucking. You gotta be shitting me. There was no way. Like, even if I did entertain back then in 2010, the idea of getting my groove back somehow, Fabian killed it. And that was it for me. And then, you know, I was watching all them poor motherfuckers. They was really out there hustling tasters, especially to the white women, really walking up to these white women, asking them if they wanted some company. Hey, boss lady, you want some company? These motherfuckers was in the water taking, I don't know, lobsters and fish out the water with their bare hand and cooking it under the sand, building fires. Even Fabian, he walked up to me with some lobster from out of nowhere. On, on a piece of foil, look like they cooked it on top of rocks. Now, I don't want none of them lobsters. I need my lobsters inspected with tags on and rinsed off and, and, and full of drugs and shit to, to make sure that I don't get sick. I don't give a fuck. I don't want the natural life to that extent. So, yeah, that was my I know you fucking lying story. But wasn't that crazy taste this year? A man named Fabian, beautiful Jamaican man, thought he was going to get some of my good gushy and couldn't even write his own phone number down. And again, like I said, God bless you desperate hoes that's out there letting these men beat because I don't see it. Ain't that much dick in the world. Well, anyway, tasters, I'm going to end it on that note. Again, Summer of Stella was a beautiful thing. As they say, Summer owes me nothing. But I want you all to stay clean, stay fresh. Don't be out here on these islands fucking these foreigners. Like my man Cass Facts, if you don't follow him on Instagram, posted the other day. Stop going to islands like Jamaica and popping off with these poor men and then coming home putting posts up to say, Jamaica owes me nothing. Because then we going to know what you mean. Stop fucking these poor-ass red-eyed motherfuckers. So anyway, tasters. That's it. Oh, oh, and I do want to say I got a couple of things coming up. I never thought I'd say that, like a couple of things in this podcast universe. I don't want to say too much to toot my own horn, but I do want you to stay tuned. And again, if you don't follow the following podcast, you should get a pen. You need to follow at Views of an X with Host Llama. You need to go and follow Tahoe. TV. You need to follow Hard or Soft Podcast, So Shameless Podcast. Please follow Cocktails and also follow Poor Minds. So I'm not going to repeat it because I know I said quite a few, but again, I hope you had your pens out or your notepads and your phones ready to take these podcasts down as memos. If you're not following any of them, you ought to be because they are good. And they are going to provide you good content, words to live by. And I have made some real connections with a lot of the hosts from these podcasts who are um, helping my life 
to turn around right now. I got some exciting things about to happen in my life because of these people. Shout out Tahoe. Shout out Mama. Shout out Cocktails. Shout you all out. I love you all. And um, podcasting is one big family. And I'm in it. And it's a good feeling. But thank you all tasters for listening. And apparently, again, it's more than just tree, y'all. And I'm grateful and I'm thankful. So, again, stay fresh and clean. Stay out of Jam Rock. And if you happen to end up at Jam Rock, keep the dick off you. Keep the dick out you. Bye.